a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. Let me tell you what I'm seeing on the, the monitors right now. It's Michael Jordan speaking at the memorial service for Kobe and his daughter, Gianna Bryant. Uh, I, if, if I'm honest, I only have the closed captions uh, to read what he's saying, but I can tell you visually, uh, tears streaming from both eyes. Clearly uh, an emotional moment for him, sharing some emotional, impactful uh, words about the late Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, as the camera pans around the audience, we can see uh, current and former players in the NBA, owners, family and friends uh, are being significantly impacted by uh, what Michael Jordan is sharing right now. You know, Michael Jordan played uh, for a good long time in Chicago, now currently uh, part owner in Charlotte. Uh, Producer Amy's going to collect some of that audio. We're going to play it for you later. Uh, Just a heartbreaking thing and uh, a somber gathering in Los Angeles right now at the Staples Center. I, though, got to turn to another topic, and it is the race for the governor. We have on this program made a point to speak to all the candidates who have uh, made it known that they intend to to run for governor, those who feel they are best suited to occupy that position. And we are joined by the most recently announced candidate, Jan Garbett, joins me in studio now. Ma'am, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me today. Let me ask you uh, straight out, why are you running for governor? I am running for governor to give Republicans and independents and Democrats a choice to vote for a Republican governor who does not fully align with Donald Trump. You are a successful businesswoman. You both in business and in philanthropy, you are active around the world. In fact, as, as we were getting ready for this segment here, you were taking care of some uh, philanthropic business you're handling in Mexico right now. Uh, you have an admirable background uh, and you have in recent years uh, dipped your toe into the political world, uh, running for lieutenant governor in the uh, 2016 race uh, as, as a Democrat. In the 2018 race to occupy Utah's second district congressional seat, you ran as a member of the United Utah Party, and now you are running as a Republican for governor. Can we, as we, before we start this conversation in earnest, can you talk to us a, a little bit about your political journey and the, the various affiliations you've enjoyed over the years? Sure, I'd be glad to talk about that. Um, the you. majority of my adult life, I have been a Republican, but more than anything, I'm an American, and I am anxious to pull together this fractious country that we have right now. I, I don't think that a solution or our problems are going to be solved by one segment of the population. It's going to take all of us working together. So I think my political journey kind of shows my genuine belief in that. 
and being a member of the Republican Party currently best suits your uh, approach to, to solving these problems you present? Right. Well, I've, al- I've always had the same conservative values. I've been a businesswoman since I, um, you know, got married. I graduated with a degree in English, of all things, and jumped into construction. Sure. So I, I see the free enterprise system and how it works and how f- functional it is. And, and, you know, I've seen those principles work. So I am happy to represent the state as a Republican. Outstanding. Uh, your initial plan this year, you, you let uh, Lisa Riley Roche know this from the Deseret News conversation you had with her. Your initial plan was to, you were going to run for Congress. You were going to run for Congress in Utah's 2nd District until you saw a debate between the currently announced candidates for governor on the Republican side uh, debating at uh, um, recently. They were all asked a question regarding the president and something about their answers and the similarities between those answers struck you. Right. I'd done some polling in December and I thought the the clearest path forward for me would be Congress. I didn't have a lot of knowledge about the gubernatorial candidates and that debate was can, significant. Can I ask you a quick question about that polling uh, for Utah's 2nd District? Was that polling done with you as a, a Republican candidate or a United Utah candidate? Oh, I've been a Republican candidate for over a year. So the, the, the polling examined uh-huh. that scenario yes, where you uh-huh. run for Congress as a Republican? Yes, uh-huh. and I, I was polling the Republican you know, de- population as well as independents and Democrats, but um, with the particular questions to understand where I might align on a gubernatorial race or the congressional race. I see. And, and I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, we were about no to get problem. to that debate. Yeah. So that was like a piece of the puzzle. I thought we had some moderate candidates mm-hmm. that were willing to stand for Utah values and represent Utah. And I found out at that debate that, no, we're all the, gubernat- the gubernatorial candidates. They were all full in alignment with Donald Trump. And they would ham and haw maybe some of them a little bit about a style. Well, to me, um, <laughs> how we govern ourselves is more than just a little subsidiary thing. Were, were some of those candidates who, who unanimously spoke uh, in favor of the president, uh, are you willing to share with me who surprised you the most? Who did you think would be more moderate on that topic? So the first one that was asked about his views on the president was John Huntsman. John Huntsman, who's worked for Obama, who's worked for Trump, who's worked for the state of Utah. And without hesitation, he said, oh, Trump's great. He's kept us out of war. He's um, stood up to China. And he just went on and on. And when the moderator asked him, well, what about his Trump's call to Ukraine? You don't have any problem with that? No. To me, that is jaw-dropping. I cannot accept that. I, I have done a lot of philanthropic work in Mexico over the past 22 years. And I know what happens when you have leaders who do not care about the rule of law. People suffer. Nations suffer. And when I see it so blatantly happening in our nation's capital... I can say, well, you know, we might be trapped with our choices nationally, but we don't have to be trapped here in Utah. We can govern with integrity. 
we can stand up for the rule of law and we can unify our country. Speaking to Jan Garbett running for governor as a Republican, uh, making it known that she recently got into the race after being disappointed after hearing the current Republican candidates make it known they were unanimously supportive of President Trump. Uh, Mrs. Garbett, let me ask you, of the candidates seeking the office of presidency right now, regardless of party, is there one who you feel would be most suited to be you know, an aide and a friend to Utah? Who you would most uh, be uh, most inclined to partner with as governor of the state? I would do my best to partner with whomever is elected. I don't have a, I haven't made a decision on that yet. I don't even know who the potential candidates will be. But. Are going to be. I, we, you know, we have an idea, but, you know, sure. things are going to pan out pretty quick here. But they are all, regardless of hardly preferable to Trump? I support the Republican Party's principles, and I would work in that line. But I don't need to be told how I'm going to be and how I'm going to operate here in Utah by somebody who doesn't represent my values. Sure. You, uh, early this morning, just after 8 o'clock, filed uh, a document with the lieutenant governor's office making it known that you intend to collect signatures uh, for uh, to, to secure your place on the primary ballot. Do, do you have enough time to do that? Will you, will you be able to gather these signatures? And and then, and then if you wouldn't mind, talk to me about your, uh, your philosophical attitude of signature gathering uh, versus or alongside uh, your efforts at the convention. Um, I think it's wonderful that, that signature gathering is possible. It gives more people in Utah a chance to participate in that process. And I am all about for opening that process up, not limiting that process and i have seen over the years that um small numbers of people can make rules and they can tend to keep themselves in power or their particular ideology in power and i i'm not for that i am kind of a person that says hey we the people sure so i i'm doing signatures and i think i'll have plenty of time all right, very good. Jane Garbett, candidate for governor. I'm grateful to you for joining me here in studio. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, and let's stay in touch as your journey uh, in this uh, in this race continues, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. In our next segment, we're going to be talking about Super Tuesday and the candidates currently seeking the Democratic nomination. They have some very interesting ways of getting your attention. I'll share some of those with you next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.